the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How are you identified? Are you identified as a Christian? Maybe you identify by the denomination that you are a part of when you go to church on Sundays. Today, a proper identification coming from 1 Timothy chapter 6. Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner is next. Identification, it means everything. We are identified by our names, by our heritage, by the places we work. We're also identified by how we worship, who we are, as spiritually speaking. Who we are, spiritually speaking. Well, today we continue our look at this dynamic. Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church has entitled today's message, How to Be a Man or Woman of God. We can have all of the titles and all of the labels, but at the end of the day, what is the foundation of these titles and labels? That's what we're looking at as we continue a message called How to Be a Man or Woman of God. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 through 19. Here's Pastor Gary with today's broadcast of Abounding Grace. Lord, in this world, I know my faith will be weak, but I pray that you would strengthen it I pray that you would bolster my faith in Christ and never allow it to waver. I pray you would help my faith in your word and in the promises of your word and to never let it waver. Your word will be under attack on every side, I know. Everyone will call me a fool to believe in you and your word. So run after faith. Pray like this man in the Bible. Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. Lord, I believe in you, and I believe in your word, because faith is a gift from God, and not of works, lest any man should boast. But sometimes I don't believe so well, and sometimes my faith is shaky. Things happen around me, and they produce doubt in me. But, beloved, understand, there is never any reason to doubt Christ or his word. Never. Not one reason in the world. So pursue faith. Lord, may my faith be strong in this world. And pursue and run after love. Lord, may I be a loving person. More loving than I am now. May I be willing to put the needs of other people above my own needs. Can you do that? May I be willing to give of myself and give myself for the benefit and blessing of other people. May I consider other people more important than myself in this world. May I be known by those who are not Christians as a Calvinist. And as someone who loves other people. 
run after love. Chase after it. And chase after perseverance. Lord, help me to keep at these things. Not just every now and then. Not just give them a lick and a promise. Help me to keep on being righteous. To keep on being godly. To keep believing. To keep on loving. To keep on fleeing. And everything that keeps trying to drag me down. May I persevere until the end of my life. And never sell out beforehand. And gentleness. Do you know what gentleness is? It is meekness. A humility. Calvinists should be the humblest people in all of the world. But we're not. Some people believe we are the proudest people in the world. And I think many are. They think we act like we know everything. And they think we thought all of these doctrines up on our own. We should be the most humble people in the world. Why? Because everything we believe to be true, we did not think up. It was revealed to us by the Holy Spirit himself. And we believe the things we believe, not because we are smarter than other people, but because of God's sovereign grace. You know, God is not only sovereign in choosing whom he is going to save. God is sovereign in choosing whom he is going to reveal sovereign grace to, to help us even understand salvation. So if you understand things about Scripture that your Arminian Christian friends do not understand, oh, don't pat yourself on the back. It is because God sovereignly chose to tell you the truth. So the point is perseverance. You persevere. You keep on keeping on. Now, how can we do that? Sometimes we get tired. We grow weary. In Isaiah 40, it says, You, the everlasting God, creator of the ends of the earth, you do not grow weary or tired. You give strength to the weary. You increase the power of those who lack might. Though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly, Yet to those who wait in submission upon you, you will give new strength. And we will mount up with wings like eagles. We will run and not get tired. We'll walk and not become weary. Oh, it is so easy to get weary in this world with all of its evil. All of the barrages of the liberals. With all the hardships, all the pains, all of the challenges, with all the questions. But it's God who can keep you going. And what's interesting about that verse in Isaiah 40 is that we most likely would have written it a little differently. It says, we will mount up on the, with the wings of eagles. We will run and not get tired. We will walk and not become weary. Now, if I would have written that, 
I would have written it in the reverse. Now, I'm not criticizing myself, by the way, the Bible. But I would say, we'll walk and not become weary because it takes less effort to walk, right? We'll run and not grow tired. And soaring like eagles, that is the consummation because that takes more strength than anything. Well, that's not the way Isaiah saw it. Isaiah saw it, you fly like eagles. God will give you strength. But there are times in your life when you will have to run. So exert energy on a massive scale. But you're not going to get tired. And in your daily walk, day by day, that is what takes the most strength. But he says, even when you walk day by day, you will not grow weary. Don't go weary in well-doing, for in due time you shall reap if you do not faint. You're going to be weary. You're going to want to faint. Hold on to the one who is holding on to you, my friends. Augustine said, we hold on because we are being held on to. So pursue humility. Flee from evil if you're going to be a man or a woman of God. Run after righteousness. Run after godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. And then the next verb, fight the good fight of faith. Passive, right? Every day of your life, fight. And if you don't think that's necessary, you are quite naive. Now with the word fight here, I like to think of war or battle. Because we are in a war. We are in daily battles. America is not going to be taken back without a fight. And we have to fight every day for the kingdom of God and for the gospel. Paul says Christians must be clothed in Christian armor. He said every soldier who is faithful will suffer persecution. But the word fight here probably doesn't mean war. Paul is always using examples from athletics. He often uses examples from racing, wrestling matches, and even boxing. This is probably pertaining to a wrestling match. But the point is, fight the good fight of faith. Rather, whatever contest we are in with this evil world, Whether the evil is within us or outside us, do not leave the battlefield. Do not leave the race until the finish line is crossed. Do not walk away from your opponent until he is on the ground. Fight the good fight of faith in Christ and in his word. And continue to fight that fight until you have seen the banners of Christ unfurled over every home, every institution and heart in the whole world it's not a fight you're going to win in a day and oh you will get shot and you will be cut and you're going to bleed 
you as a Christian are not going to get out of this world without a fight. I pray often that Christians are not as naive to think how little it takes to win the battle. They think, you know, we can win this war if we just elect a Republican conservative into the office of president. Do you know who the first president in American history to enter into office supporting homosexual marriages? Do you think it was Obama? No, he didn't support them at first. The first American president to enter office supporting homosexual marriages was Donald Trump. As I've said before, I'd rather have him as president than Biden. But this shows we're nowhere near winning this war yet. So we've got to persevere. The war is going to take perseverance. It's going to take courage and boldness and faith. That's why you're called to pursue these things. God is, Christ has guaranteed victory over it. But the victory is not going to be won by cowardly, half-hearted, half-baked Christians. They will turn on us sooner or later anyway. So fight the good fight of faith while you are fleeing the wicked things and while you are pursuing godly things. And while you are fleeing and chasing and fighting, it says take hold of the eternal life to which you were called And you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. He's talking to Timothy and to all of us with him. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called. Now that is a difficult phrase. But here's what I think it means. First of all, understand that eternal life is not something you just get at the end of your life. Eternal life becomes yours the moment you believe in Jesus. He who has the Son has life. So you have within you right now a life that will never end as a Christian. No one can take it from you. You will never lose it. In fact, if you could lose it, it wouldn't be eternal life, would it? You have eternal life right now in your heart. So that being the case, what does it mean to take hold of eternal life to which you were called? Well, even though you have eternal life right now within you, you don't have it in all of its fullness and perfection and glory. And you won't have it until you die and go to heaven. But the point here is, as you live a faithful Christian life, You are strengthening your assurance of salvation. So believe that eternal life is yours in Christ and enjoy it and live a faithful Christian life, fleeing these things, running after these other things, fighting the good fight of faith so as to strengthen your assurance of salvation. I do have life. And nothing in this world is going to make me doubt it. That's got to be your attitude. Now this is a concept sometimes that Christians have a hard time understanding clearly. And that's because you have evangelical Christians who even think they're Calvinistic. Because they believe in eternal security. 
we are eternally secure in Christ. And no one can ever take this eternal life from us. Once you are saved, once God gives you eternal life, you can never lose it. You can never be lost again. That is true, beloved. Then sometimes that degenerates into once saved, always saved, no matter what I do. Because you have eternal life. Therefore, you behave and what you do doesn't really matter. And no one can take that life from you, right? The Westminster Confession of Faith, though it was written in the 1640s, is our basic doctrinal confession. But, you know, there's not a chapter titled Eternal Security. Why? Well, there is a chapter, chapter titled The Perseverance of the Saints because we believe our eternal security and our perseverance in serving God is all wrapped up together. That if we are eternally secure, we're going to forever persevere. You show me someone who says, I'm eternally secure, but he sells out and he walks away from Christ. Oh, then he was never eternally secure. If we persevere in the faith, and that is what it is saying here, we will be eternally secure. But let's take a look at Second Peter 1.5. Now, for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, And in your moral excellence, supply knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. And in your self-control, perseverance. And in your perseverance, godliness. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness. And in your brotherly kindness, love. And if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. Never stumble into hell. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. See the words there, if these qualities are yours and are increasing, and he who lacks these qualities is short-sighted and has forgotten things. Be diligent to make certain of God's calling of you and of God's choosing of you from all eternity. Oh, my friends, there is nothing uncertain with God. It is all settled in God's mind. But you and I are sinners. Do you want to have a strong sense of assurance that God called you out of darkness into his light? That God chose you from the foundation of the world to be his child? Do you want to have a strong assurance of your faith? Then... Pursue diligence. 
moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. Because as you are pursuing these things, as you practice them, oh, you will not fall into hell, but you will render certain your assurance that you have entered the kingdom of God. Now that's what Paul is saying back in 1 Timothy chapter 6 when he says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. Be a faithful Christian. You made a good confession of faith in Christ in the presence of many witnesses in the church. So if you want to be a man or a woman of God, I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things, strength to all things, depend on Him. I charge you in the presence of God and in Christ Jesus Himself to be faithful like Christ was faithful who testified the good confession even before Pontius Pilate and even without words by his death on the cross. Now, as a member of RHC, you have made a good confession of faith. You have professed to the world that you belong to Christ. You've been baptized. And every Sunday when you take communion, you are making a good profession before the world that you do not belong to yourself. I now charge you, be faithful. Be faithful in your life with what you profess. And if you're not going to be faithful in your life to what you profess, then keep your mouth shut. Verse 13, I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that, and here is what he is charging you, that you keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says to Timothy and to all of us, if we want to be men and women of God, keep the commandments without stain or reproach until you die or the Lord Jesus comes, whatever comes first. I think in verse 13, 14, he is particularly talking about God's commandment to Timothy to be a preacher. But I think it can also apply to every one of us. Be faithful and keep the commandments of God on your life. Obey them even when it's hard to obey, even when you don't want to obey. Be above reproach. Or you're never going to be perfect in this life. But don't by your behavior and attitude give anyone grounds to criticize the commandments. And be faithful, fleeing, running after, fighting, taking hold until you take your last breath or until Jesus appears in the clouds. Don't stop believing and obeying until you stop breathing. Don't stop repenting until you stop breathing. Don't stop obeying God's law until you stop breathing. Unless Jesus comes first. Amen. Let us pray. As we read these words, we are thankful for everything you have done in our lives that enables us to do these things. 
But as we read them, we are convicted, for we have not persevered as we ought. There have been times when we have been weak in our faith. We have weakened our hold. We haven't run as hard as we should. We haven't fought as courageously as we should. We have not always kept your commandments without reproach. So we thank you that our salvation rests not upon our good confession, but on the good confession of Christ and his suffering and death in our place. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, that's all the time we have. This has been Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner, the ministry of Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. It is our goal and desire that you would abound in grace through the preaching and teaching of God's Word. And that is why we come to you on a daily basis. Now, as we close out our time together, we also realize that some of these messages that are presented here on Abounding Grace are well worth reviewing again at your convenience. Maybe you joined us a bit late. Well, we have copies on CD. They're just $5. Mention today's date as you call or write to us. Here's how to get in touch with us. The phone number is 408-866-5607. That's 408-866-5607. You're welcome to also visit our website, learn a bit more about us. We're at reformedheritage.org. Again, reformedheritage.org. And then, of course, if you would love to partner with us, if you're feeling led of the Lord to become a financial partner with us as we continue this ministry here on this station, please write to us at PMB number 402. And the address is 1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California, The zip code is 95032. Or, again, simply call us, 408-866-5607. That's 408-866-5607. You're also welcome to join us for worship. Sunday services here at Reformed Heritage Church are at 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. We meet at the Lone Hill Church 2 in the afternoon. Directions can be found at reformedheritage.org or by, again, calling 408-866. We thank you for joining us and trust we'll see you again next time we get together for another broadcast of Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.